0: Today, in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes.
1: Not too much work. You don't worry about a certain quality vacation. It's just crazy. All these sorts of things can happen with associates. You just don't know. Works, that's much more effective. Reflecting on my previous roles, I've discovered kind of situations where expectations set during the interview were different from the responsibilities in day-to-day work. How does a company ensure alignment between what is discussed in the interview and the actual task assigned on a regular basis? Okay, so you know, I'm just going to say right now, do not worry about it. Who cares? No, this is not. Don't worry about it. This is not. This is not a. This is the. I think the. This is another big problem. If you understand this one, it's also going to change your career and life. This one. Wow. This one is. This one can change your career and life. I, I can't even emphasize how important this first one is. But this is um, the other one. No, you do not worry about getting uh, too much work. You don't worry about a a law firm hiring you and saying one thing and not the other. You don't worry about any of this crap. Uh, It doesn't concern you and it's not gonna make you successful. So you have two more choices and you can think of a a job as a a partnership and career, or you can think of it as a, a job. So you you have that choice. You have you have two choices. So what does a partnership and career mean? It means that you know you're a partner. You're a partner and partnering with the employer, and that's it. And you're going to behave like it's your business as well, and like it is your business as well, and not worry and just do what you need to. To meaning you're gonna you're not going to worry about what the things are. You're just doing the job, and you're a partner with the employer. You're not worried about something's one thing or another. That's a job. A job is like responsibilities, responsibilities, and meeting, my job description, description. You plays against the employer, right? That's plays against the employer, uh, workers versus workers versus management. Um versus management, all that kind of thing. That's it. You have the uh, that's it. So you have, you can be that way if you want with a law firm or any job that you have. If you want to work in a uh, factory or something uh, that maybe uh, you can certainly join a union and everything. And I'm not saying that's the wrong thing to do if you're in a factory, probably is based on what you, but um, no, you can have a job or you can have a partnership and career. So what does a partnership and career mean? means that you're on the freaking side of the employer you're doing what it takes to help them you're not looking for trouble you're if things happen you're going to try to support the firm you're there being their partner and someone that is going to help them and someone that is going to look out for them that's going to have their back you're going to do the same thing with the people that work for you people are going to be comfortable with you they're going to they're going to want to give you work you're going to not use things against them but you're going to be positive You're going to be on the side of the firm. You're going to act like an owner should act, meaning you're not going to be looking for trouble. You're going to be trying to do things right. You're going to be supportive of the company, the law firm. That's your choice. If you do those things, you will succeed. If you treat it like a job, which is insane, but people will do this, then you'll basically be looking for responsibilities. You'll be looking like you're, you're an employer and they're they have to treat you a certain way and do things a certain way. And you bet they better not give you too much work. They better not do any of these things that are uh, against what you, what your expectations are. They better give you your freaking bonuses, the things that are meeting everyone, other firm, they better do all these things. You can live your life and your career as someone that goes from job to job, but think about, it. is that going to help you like advance? Is that going to ever give you a piece? Being against your part, your firm or your employer, is that a smart thing to do? Because again, people are taking, when you are interviewing places, they're looking if you're a filling the fountains or a draining fountains person, they're also looking at how much is this person going to treat this as a job as opposed to a partnership and a career. That's crazy. You just don't want to do that. You want to act, it's a partnership and a career. And and so you have to think about that. So you do not, you basically do whatever is required to, and it's your choice, you don't have to, but basically treat your job like a partnership and a career as opposed to a job. Meaning you, you treat a job like a job and you've responsibilities, you're willing to do this, you're going to be on the side of the management. I was reading like this article, and I don't know if it's true, and Nixon Peabody, is a great firm, it's one of my clients, and nothing. Nothing but positive things to say about this firm. It's from, uh, I think, upstate New York, and it's, which is not a huge market. Now it's got offices all over the country. It's a very good firm. Nixon Peabody, I was reading, I think it was the Wall Street Journal. I don't know if it's true or how true it is. And I feel you're getting the firm wrong, but I think I'm right. It has this kind of thing where the associates are all banding together and demanding to only work certain hours, certain length of time and things, and, and almost behaving as if they're in a union. I do not think, and then that's like the partners against associates against the partners and all this sort of stuff. That's the dynamic that I got. And I don't know, it's maybe it's a free office. Maybe it's, I don't know the specifics of it. But the point is, is I was looking at this and like all these associates acting like this is just a job. How, if you were a partner, like how would you possibly consider, why would you want to make people that were acting like that partners? I would, if I was a partner, I would advance the people that weren't acting like that that I could trust, that were on my side, that were working more hours than everyone else was demanding enough to work. That's how I behave. It's your choice. So what would I do if I was Nixon Peabody? I would make sure that that the people that were banding together against me, I would be more likely to advance the people that were just acting like it's a partnership and not worrying about all this crap. But people do that. People get against the firm or the management as if this is a job, when they may want to be a partner, or they may want recommendations from people that they're working for, more important jobs or whatever. Like, it's just, it's not going to work out for anyone if you treat anything you do like a job. Like, that's very short term thinking. That kind of short term thinking is going to destroy your life and your careers. It's just not how it works. Sometimes I was talking to someone too long ago, and they have this expectation that this person, by the way, was older, like in their 70s, and they were in a, they were talking about, oh, their 60s, I think they were in the 60s, and they had been married, I don't know, a few times, I don't know how many times, very short periods of time, two years, three years, I don't know, and uh, when they were younger, maybe their 30s or something, and, and so this person had told me that they just, they met someone, and they discussed it, and they agreed that he agreed with them with her that that she would pay for entertaining and travel and and split with every time they went out to eat for dinner and also and she would buy groceries and cook and he would pay the mortgage on the house and allow her to use his lease car a certain number of miles per year and uh, all this other stuff along those lines meaning this is what you're required to do. You're required to take us on vacations. You're required to do all these things as part of a relationship where these two people were gonna to live together and portray themselves as a couple for the rest of their lives. That was completely insane. And I was like, this is not how relationships work. And the person, was, well, isn't that how you discussed every relationship? And I was like, no, of course not.
0: Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do and one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today.
1: Like that is just, and why is it a bad idea? If one person agrees to pay for vacations, Maybe the person that's not expects them to pay for a certain number of vacations, expects a certain quality vacation. It's just crazy. So that's treating a relationship like a economic, uh, game, like where one person's employed by the other. That is insane. I'm not saying if you do it, you're insane. I don't think that's going to work if you treat a job. So those kind of couples don't work out and everyone's unhappy and, uh, it's not a relationship. That's not how it works. So that's how you do it. So if you decide uh, that you want to run your life and career like that, then you're going to be in trouble. So you need to treat things as a partnership and not a career. And that's all I'm saying. You really, you treat your job like that. You treat your relationships like that. If it's always a quid pro quo, like who, it's not cool. So you just stay away from that with employers. Uh, You stay away from it. Uh, You just avoid that. So Help me in advance. I got a fantastic job. And all I did was listen to a few job uh, interviews, try to do what you said. Um, I continue to attend your webinar because I want to. Oh, thank you. Uh, that's great. Yeah. And again, like this sort of information on these webinars and things are listen to them and you follow them. I'm just looking at what made people successful. I've been in the self-improving industry before. I'm talking all this stuff can help you great deals. Yeah. And it's not, so it's, yeah, it's very helpful. And people can do well with this sort of information. It's just I would read articles or whatever you can do because it's all about learning and caring about this sort of stuff. It doesn't mean you need if the more learning you do and the more questions you ask and things, the more effective you're gonna be. And you have to listen to people that have done it before. So this is an interesting question. This person says, prospective law student here, is there a certain LST score that I can make to get into good law schools over the lower grade point average? Yes. So law school, by the way, there's basically, this is what I was talking to an admission person not too long ago, I was at dinner for a law school. They basically have two tracks, most of them. So they have people with high LCT scores, LCTs, then they have high grades. And most people, most applicants, the majority of them except some schools, most applicants only in you know, the best applicants most, you know, the best applicants have one or the other. That's it. Have one or two. that's it. So that's where you need to understand the best applicants have one or the other. So what does that mean? So that means that you can get into even a top ten law school with very high LSATs or very high grades. Most applicants do not have both. Most applicants may have only high LSATs. Or most applicants have only high grades. So I know plenty of people that get law schools. With only one of those now, there's a second track, of course, which is if you want to go to Yale or something like that. Second track has both, but that's worked. But most people uh, have one of the others. So I hope that helps. Okay, mm-hmm. this is an interesting question. I'll answer this one again. If anybody has any more questions, I'm happy to answer them. I know there's people, on this may out of this question. I'll make sure I answer them all. And some of these, by the way, questions you've asked, I've already answered them. So, I'm not going to do, I, I won't do every single question because a lot of them I've already answered. So, I'm going to go through these and make sure that I haven't. If I already answered, I'll just briefly talk. Okay, what should I be aware of in two interviews at the same time? I try to connect with both. those will still be mindful of the difference in seniority. but I always find one losing interest when I address the other, especially in online interviews. Also, I find it hard to connect with both or the opposite gender. Senior female attorneys. Okay, let's see, let's see. In part because political correctness amongst firms makes me. Conscious about seeing anything appropriate, what would you suggest? Okay, I'm going to answer this in a couple of different ways. I will talk about partners interviewing associates itself. This is what you are. So I'll answer that. And I will talk about, and I'll talk about associates interviewing peers, peers interviewing partner associate. You'll get peers. Okay, so the first thing when you, you're seeing one losing interest when you address the other, especially in online interviews. One of the mistakes, it sounds like you're giving long-winded answers uh, if you're seeing people losing interest. You need to be very cognizant when you give answers. Most people are not looking for long answers to questions. If someone's being very formal, an interview should be a conversation. If the interview turns into something that's not a conversation, and you don't feel comfortable. That may be some, somewhere where you don't necessarily want to ask. If People are cold and distant, act like they're judging you and everything. That's weird, right? So, you need to be careful of not getting into interviews that are like that. And that may not be a good question. You, you just basically, you're saying people are losing interest. You need to basically just be very direct in your answers, not give a lot of. Give, let say too much, people are going to get bored. When you do that, anytime you see someone looking away, that's not a good sign. You need to be very careful uh, about how you're answering questions so people aren't getting bored with your answers, which is one of the more important things to the extent you can just give shorter answers. Two quick things I just want to say. When a partner's interviewing associates, it's okay for the associate. They want as people that people seem, seem dedicated and hardworking and all that sort of thing. And trying to get a, trying to advance. This is what partners want. Associates want when they're interviewing peers. They want people that peers. They they want people that are going. They want people that are not going to make them look bad. They're not going to try to look bad, look bad, meaning looking harder, being smarter, all that sort of. They want people basically that are going to be on their team. And I don't know, but if you understand what I'm saying. So that's what an associate wants. So you have to be cognizant of that. Um, if you're talking to male and females, I really don't think but you may, I don't know that you there's a difference there. Uh, you need to uh, figure out half the human race, how if you can do better dealing with senior female attorneys as opposed to whatever political correctness means. Even when you're talking to men, you have to be very careful about talking about, acting like you're in a fraternity and so forth, unless the person's really like that. You just have to be very careful. I hope that helps with your what the way you're thinking about. So, would you please provide an outline of questions suggested candidates should ask? Yeah, I, w- I would just this webinar is on it's either on harrisonbarn.com um, or on or on or on where's oh on ECE search. So, I would just do it. sort of what is the title? Do you have any questions? Do you have any? Do you have any additional whatever whatever the title of this webinar was? I think. Or do you have any additional questions? Interview. Right? I think that's you know, questions, and then just you know, search for BCG. You know, I would just search for Harrison Barnes, like BCG search, or whatever, something kind of like that, or Harrison Barnes, something. and then I think the outline of this article will come up. When it comes to asking questions um, about successful attorneys at the firm. How can candidates ensure that their inquiries come across as generally curious um, rather than strategic or rehearsed? You, can, you don't have to ask questions directly about successful attorneys. You can just say, what do, you, what do people do here that seems to make them do well? What's unique about this? What? And you don't have to ask it in that way, but you can, you can fig- ask it in a way where it doesn't sound that strategic or rehearsed. You can ask it just in a way where the law firm feels that, uh, that you're trying to generally get that information without appearing, you no know, whatever you, you, I think you understand what I'm saying. You, yeah. You want to, again, I hope that helps. I don't know. I think I've asked, answered that question, but I just would recommend uh, that you just try to act in a way that you can. Okay. This per, other person asked, let me see. I apologize. That wasn't the greatest answer. I just, what I would, what I would recommend is just, just, figuring out a way to answer that's not strategic or rehearsed. And even if it is strategic or rehearsed, it's probably okay. I think that's the the real answer that I would give to you. Okay, what if you're interviewing with multiple people and can't connect with one? That's okay. Sometimes you won't be able to connect with certain people. You can do your best, but if you can't, there's nothing you can do about it. So I don't think that's something I would worry too much about. This person asked the same question. Let me just see here. You can't expect to connect with each one. So if you can't connect with one person, there's sometimes... The person uh, has an issue. I just think actually this is important. sometimes the person um, has an issue but it doesn't involve you so that doesn't involve you. So what does that mean? That means they may not want to hire other people. they may think of someone else is hired that maybe their job is going to be in jeopardy. Uh, they may um, this is actually important to understand so this again is another extremely important question. so why are people? Not nice to me in interviews. You have to answer questions. So why would that be? Why are certain people I could be partners or it could be associates, partners, you know, associates or partners. What of those people would ha- could have issues with you? You don't know why, but I'll tell you why some of them. So you may go into interviews and certain people uh, may not be nice to you. So what why is that? Why are people not being nice to you in interviews? what What is going on? Like why is an associate not being nice? They could be threatened meaning, they could be threatened. They don't, they have, they're worried that you're going to take their work or take their work. They mm-hmm. mean, they're, they could be threatened. They could, if they're, if they're at your level, your, your level and your senior uh, level and your senior, that they could, you know, you're competitive for partnership, right? The partnership. They could, they could be friends with someone at your level uh, and think that, be friends with someone at your level. And I'm just trying to help you understand all this. Friends with someone at your level whose job is at risk, right? Who not doing well. And so they may think if you're hired, if you are hired or hired, you could take their job, right? So that's, that's a concern, right? So they're concerned about that. So all these sorts of things can happen with associates. You just don't know. Or you can have better qualifications. And they're threatened. You know, better qualifications. And... They're trying because they think that whatever vacation. So you just don't know. Or they may not like them. They may not like the firm, right? They may have bad vibes or whatever and may have bad vibes. Firm and want to work somewhere else. Who knows? Or want to sabotage it. You don't know, right? These are things that you just, if someone you don't have a good, you're not connecting. There could be all sorts of things that have nothing to do with you. So you don't have to worry about this.
0: Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today.
1: And then with partners, partners could not want the, want the firm to spend the money because they think uh, others can do it, right? The firms do the money. Because the partners get a portion of the revenue that comes in, right? They may believe that others can do it. They may want to hire people and uh, may want to hire people and, and the firm themselves and not be allowed to until someone hired because someone else is allowed to, right? Because another partner, another group, partner, or whatever, is exactly. allowed to hire someone to work for them. All these sorts of things could be happening. Sometimes the partners may be leaping or want to sabotage the firm. There's just so many freaking reasons that you have no idea of. Sometimes they already have a favorite, both sides. They already have a favorite, Someone interviewed earlier, right? So they want to, they just automatically, someone interviewed earlier. And it could be a friend of theirs, you don't know, right? It could be, who knows, earlier for the same jobs. You, you just don't know. So I'm just, I'm trying to tell you all the reasons you can not connect. I'm trying to tell you all the reasons why you may not get a job when, so, when someone else, you're hiring, you're competing with other people, partners. Some may not like your, may have someone else better. They may, They can be distracted. They, I don't know, just, they they may not like your qualification. They may not like your law school or whatever. So there's just, I want you to understand all these different reasons that uh, people may not get an offer in a law firm or not connect with people and it has nothing to do with you. You can't take it personally if uh, someone is threatened. You can't take it personally if a partner doesn't want to hire you. Because it doesn't want the firm to have wants the firm to save money. You just can't take any of this personally, so you you don't worry about it. If you don't connect with someone, who cares? It's not a big deal. Anybody that can be distracted, anybody can be distracted, and it just doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. And the final thing I would say to you: it's not easy to get interviews, so let's be clear. But if you don't get a job with one firm, you can always probably get a job with another, and you shouldn't worry about not connecting. If you don't connect, maybe it's not a good place for you to work. I just I wouldn't really worry too much about it. So is it possible positive partners on in Westlaw and ask questions about the case or how they felt about the case result? Yeah, you can do that. but you, you can steer things towards there if you want. It's more important, by the way, that it's more important to connect with someone, important to connect with someone and use the information that you've learned about them to connect with them better than to just blurt out. Things that blurt out stuff, meaning you you connect with someone, it, meaning you relate to them. You talk to them about things they may have done. You connect with them is more important than just blurring out stuff you read about them. If you connect with them in a way works, then that's much more effective. Doing that it makes sense. It's next question. A good question. You see, oh, what the head got here. How oh, can one? effectively inquire about the organization's commitment to diversity and inclusion without coming across as presumptive or confrontational. Uh, typically um, when a law firm's committed to those things, it will have things that are online. It will talk about it. It will, will relate to it. Th- it will promote its inclusion and diversity and in that sort of way. If the law firm doesn't do that, then that's a sign. If you see certain types of people, a lot of them there and they seem comfortable, that's a sign. So you have to look at what's there. If the law firm presumptively brings it up, that's a sign. If you can get a sense of all that based on the way things are at the law firm already, or things that they have said publicly, or things that are on their website, all those sorts of things will give you an idea of how committed the law firm is to to diversity. I will say that almost without fail, there are every law firm out there is committed to diversity and wants diversity. Why is that? Because lots of companies that do business with law firms will not do business with them unless they have a certain amount of diversity. That's that Important practice here is like employment. It's just absolutely crazy to send in white males when people are that are suing are all different backgrounds and things. Why would they only have white? So all these things just you you have to understand that. Law firms expect uh, people to expect and need diversity. And that's just, they're absolutely committed to it. They, their clients require it. Their their recruiting requires it. The law schools they recruit at require it. This is like huge. So why would a law firm not be committed to diversity? They are committed to diversity. Now, that doesn't mean that people in diverse backgrounds don't do well. It doesn't mean that the requirements of what's expected for the quality of your work is any lower. It just means that I will say, again, there are law firms that are probably not places to work. If you're diverse, I will be the first to admit that. I would not be comfortable in certain law firms if I was of a certain background because I know the type of people that are there. But I think, I don't think it's a um, question you need to ask. I think it's something that you can pick up uh, from uh, a lot of the people um, in the, that you're working with That you, when you see the firm, what it's like. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't be an important consideration for where you work. I just would say that, that think about it. I also I wrote a book about diversity in law firms, it's a book, a Harrison book. So you can find, I don't know what it's called, but a book about law firm diversity. And so you can find that if you search law firm, or don't know, Law Firm University. And I have written an entire book about it, which I thought was pretty good, but it's obviously a particular And working through all these questions, so everyone has uh, stick around. We've got most of this. Let me see here. i have got an question. All right. Thank you, everyone, for being on this webinar today. And I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. This is a, I guess it's getting started right now for a lot of people family and things. If it's five o'clock in the East Coast, thank you everyone for being here. I do appreciate everyone taking the time. I think this was a great webinar because we definitely covered a lot of very important ground uh, in terms of the type of person you are in a law firm, the questions, and basically your life when you work. I really, I think that this, the two types of people were Very important thing that you learned, I think, today. So, I hope that helps. I think the idea of understanding the types of firms, how to apply to firms, meaning applying to places that don't have openings, I think was a huge thing we covered today. I think understanding the types of positions, the types of people that law firms hire, and what BCG will do, but more along the lines of how do you get a job at a law firm, you keep a permanent title, you have a certain practice here and you're from, you stay in law firms, think like that was important. And then got applying to lots of places and understanding, and then making sure you keep all this freaking stuff off your resume that could possibly be pro bono and show you want to do something else. So I feel very good about the material we covered. I think uh, this is a great webinar. If you spent, because you've been on this for four hours, So I think we covered a lot of important information and I would say congratulations for learning all this because just this particular topics could literally change your entire direction of your life and career. So thanks again for everyone being on the webinar. Uh, I hope uh, everyone has a great Thanksgiving and, and I will we will talk next week. So thanks again, have a great Thanksgiving.
0: That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.